he's like, why haven't you come in yet? And she's like, wait, what? You knew I've been doing that? Because every time she'd do that, she would escape, like sneak out. Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this week's book worth the read? Listen to find out. So this week is about seeking Persephone. I have a lot of notes for this one. Because it's my, it's our favorite book. It's our favorite book. Ever. Ever. For the longest time, it has been my favorite story. (laughs) favorite story but as I read it again and again sometimes I I really like focused and like realized a couple of things about it that I'm like "Mm." yeah so I have a lot to talk about I know I can't tarnish anything in my mind about it it's so good I know I all it's really mainly like one section (laughs) and we're gonna talk about it okay at the end we've decided as we do these podcasts we're going to kind of come up with a like a rating system um yeah. to kind of give you an overall idea of how we rate these stories and so we'll yeah. talk about that at the end mm-hmm. once we go through the whole story mm-hmm. but before we dive in is there anything new or exciting that you want to share Ooh, um no <laughs> <laughs> well okay then well okay yeah i do i just went on a cruise to mexico of for course a week. you did you are just living and, a life yeah it was free because of my friend's job and it was fantastic and amazing and i wish i was there still that's it dang that would be nice yeah it was pretty good i haven't been on a cruise in so long <laughs> with kids it's a lot harder yeah <laughs> with young kids at least i mean you can still do it and i've done it but <sighs> it's not much of a vacation if you know what i mean yeah well i'm excited because tomorrow i am doing a live reading of my mm-hmm. children's books at my local elementary school and I'm like so so excited but I'm not even close to being prepared at all because Mm. yeah I don't have anything printed I always bring like coloring pages and I want to do stickers and I've not printed anything so very good super prepared Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I think I'll have time to do it though hopefully but (laughs) hopefully I'd rather be doing this podcast right now that's true (laughs) they're gonna love it it's gonna be so fun yeah I am I am really excited the coolest part too is it's my son's school, and so I get to do it to his class as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's no, cool. it's going to be all of like his grades and stuff like that, so I'm really <laughs> excited. I'm just excited to... And she's going to be reading uh, the first ever reading to the class of our new book we were making. Oh, yes. Okay, so I asked, um, I took the opportunity because they reached out to me. And I was like, oh, cool. They, they somehow knew. I don't know how they found out that I was an author and I had some books, but <laughs> I super flattering. And I, I, of course, yes, I love reading any chance I have. Like, it's so fun. But anyways, the books that I've written are for the younger grades. And the book that Shannon and I are creating and hopefully publishing this year are for the older grades. And so I didn't have anything to read to those, those age groups. And so she never even put them on the list. But I reached out to the librarian and was like, um, hey, I have a book. I need to test it can I read it to some of the older classes if the teachers are interested? And I can also talk about being an author and what it's mm-hmm. like and all that kind of stuff and answer the questions there. But it's going to, I'm hoping will provide a lot of really valuable feedback that we're looking for to make sure that the story is in the perfect 
place that it needs to be, that they're comprehending it, that they're relating to it, and all that kind of stuff. So super exciting. Very exciting. Are you going with me? Are you going to go? I wasn't invited. No, I invited you. I said I... You, you did? I literally did. And I, I thought said, it was you... just the babysitter. No, that's for the first two days. The third day, oh. when I go to the older kids, I'm going to lose my voice probably. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I said you should go. You're not okay. babysitting. I'm and going. You can like also get see what they're saying yeah. and you know we can i think learn a lot from this kind of experience too yeah. before we do it we should always test your story before you publish but anyways um, <laughs> <laughs> i digress so <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about um what we're here for which is to share the story seeking persephone mm. um it says seeking persephone a lancaster family romance family romance oh yeah because it's that's just Phrase weird. That's weird. Yeah. Why would a they say family that? Romance is it's like, not a family romance, first of all. It's based off her family. The well, whole yeah. series. I it's know. a family in sense of the series, but it's not like. <laughs> it sounds not yeah. appropriate. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like. Um, Sometimes he falls in love with her, her sibling. Family yeah. I'd hate that. No, what do you mean? It used to say a Regency romance. Didn't this it? is new. I'm reading. Right I think she so, means family friendly. No, a, she, I think she means a Lancaster family romance. So that's about the whole Lancaster oh, family. I, hate it. I don't like that wording either. Hey guys, we need to make <laughs> sure that we clarify that it's clarify, not. Clarify, please. Okay, so anyways. But see, the cover is beautiful. Okay, so this is the new cover. I love the new cover. The old one really kind of threw me off just because. I hated the girl on it. Yeah, the girl just, I mean, she was fine, I guess. Okay. But she but, picked, yeah. she, in my head, she looked different. So it mm-hmm. just really was off-putting, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this one's beautiful. I love, and she, I think she redid all of the covers. She did. And it's, I love it. I love mm-hmm. her cover designer. It looks so good. So good. So anyways, Seeking for Persephone, a Lancaster Family Romance by Sarah M. Eden, one of our favorite authors. This is the first in her Lancaster series. She's the oldest daughter of that family. So I'll read the back to you so you can get an idea of what this is all about. When Persephone Lancaster receives a marriage proposal from the ill-tempered Duke of Kildare, how do you say Kildare? Kildare. Okay. She refuses and then reconsiders. The obscene sum of mon- money he's offering Persephone would save her family from ruin. With her characteristic optimism, she travels to the far reaches of Northumberland to wed a greatly feared stranger. Lodged deep in a thick forest infested with wild dogs, the duke's castle is a cold and forbidding as the duke himself, a man with terrible scars on his body and his soul. But the duke's steely determination to protect his heart at all costs is challenged by his growing attachment to his lovely and gentle bride. With caring persistence, Persephone attempts to pierce the duke's armor and reach the the man beneath. He cannot tolerate such exposure, and his repeated rejections take their toll. But when grave danger arises, the Duke realizes he must face the risk of revealing his true feelings or lose the woman he cannot live without. Ugh. <laughs> so, Seeking Persephone is a play on, like, well, the mythology of Persephone. And Hades. Mm-hmm. And Hades. But also, like, which is the foundation for also, like, Beauty and the Beast as well. Right. Which that reminds me. And there's a few, just very few, like, hints to Beauty and the Beast. It's pretty funny. Very, very, like, minuscule, but it's Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, it is funny um, reading the story. So if you love (laughs) Beauty and the Beast, like I do, um, you'll like this one as well, I think. It's (sighs) not so, like, Stockholm Syndrome-y because she chooses to go there. Yeah. And he, it's not like he's threatening her or anything. Oh, yeah, no. So it's a lot better, but she, like, she, there's just her father, the mom's dead. 
Yep. And they live in a castle. They do live in a castle. And there's wolves around. He's super wealthy and um, Mm -hmm. like very, not even like, I guess he's very, he can be mean. Yeah, no, I'll say that. He can be mean to everybody else, pretty much. He's pretty harsh. He's very harsh and straight blunt. blunt. And his name is Adam. So I guess we'll, if you don't want to hear any more spoilers, spoilers, because we're going to go right into the spoiler section of this. So if you don't want to know any more, go and read it and then come back to us at this point but um let's go into the story a little bit it's about adam the duke of kilder Mm -hmm. and he has from a young age was born without a right ear he didn't have an ear on his on his right side and so his parents would have surgeries done for him they were looking for an ear to see if maybe it was just underneath some skin or something like that so all along the right side of his face, he's scarred, like really obviously scarred. Mm-hmm. And poor, poor Adam won't <laughs> smile because he, it puckers his skin in a weird way and it distorts his face. And he's very insecure about very, it. Very, very insecure. Like that's yeah. a big thing throughout the entire story. He's not sure if she, if she's repulsed by him mm-hmm. and he's try, he always tries to hide his right side of his face all the time. Like he only, he makes sure that she's always walking on his left. So it's kind of sad. Um, but he learns early at the beginning of the story that his inheritance when he dies will go to his cousin, Mr. Hewitt, and he refuses to <laughs> let his inheritance go to that man because he thinks, well, everybody's below him pretty much. He thinks everybody's an imbecile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he does, he refuses. And so he's talking with his, um, his man of business, Mr. Jones. And he's like, well, what are, what, what can I do to get out of this? And he's like, well, you can get married and have an heir. Then that'll never go to him. And so he's like, Hmm. Well, at first he's angry. He's like, how can you ever even suggest such a thing? Why would anybody want to be married to me? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He's, he never ever thought about getting married. Yeah. He just never even wanted to, never wanted to put up with that. Didn't think mm-hmm. it was ever possible kind of thing. No. So then the next scene is <laughs> we're at Persephone's house where her father is, and he's very aloof. He is kind of not there because his his wife has died. Persephone's mother died at a very young age, and Persephone kind of became the mother figure mm-hmm. at a young age, which is kind of a sad story for her part. And they don't don't have much money, and her, her dad kind of has lost it. So yeah, he's a little crazy. He's kind of out there, and he doesn't like anytime they talk to him. He kind of doesn't really respond because he's just in his own world thinking kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we go to her scene, and the, she receives this letter very out of nowhere out of nowhere like very short and to the point and it just is from the duke of kilder saying hey i will marry you and i'll offer you this much money for your family for all your siblings and it will take care pretty much it's a it's a hundred thousand pounds which is a ton of money back then yeah so basically he would give money to the father to get married to her and then his her so her sisters, sig- her sisters yeah. will have a dowry, and then mm-hmm. the brothers will also have money so that they can um, survive and get married or have careers. Careers, basically. yeah, exactly. So and sh- and she, Persephone, at this point is like, I don't, I, I don't know what else my options are. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're so close from ruin. Like mm-hmm. we're about to just lose everything. And her poor younger brothers had to be sent to the navy at like. 11 and 12 years old Mm -hmm. because they didn't they couldn't afford to have everybody there i mean it's really kind of sad so the the man of business mr jones knew about persephone from her her small little town and he recommended that adam marry her because he knew about the family situation and so anyways 
the next scene after that is their wedding day. <laughs> They're at the chapel. <laughs> They're at the chapel. She's never seen him in her life. Ever. Never met. Never nope. met. Never talked. I don't even know. They didn't even exchange letters, really, at that no, point. That was it. So she knew nothing about him. She tried to gather as much as she could from her father, but again, he's really aloof and kind of wouldn't doesn't remember much and like doesn't really know. Doesn't them. really know. Knows and their s- reputation though. Ha- knows the reputation. So she knows they're pretty intense. He's pretty intense, yeah. But she, again, she was desperate, so she decided to go with it. So at the chapel, October 1st is when they get married. He's like, I will be at the chapel. Let me know what you say. <laughs> Meet me. Meet me there, pretty much. <laughs> he kind of made it seem like in the letter that he knew she wouldn't say no. Uh-huh. Um, so she gets to the chapel, yeah. and like everybody's there. So many people there are at the wedding. Adam doesn't like a lot of people, like at all. He likes to be left yeah. alone. But very kind of, isolated. Very so isolated. everybody comes. They're like, I want to see. They want to see what's what, going on. Yeah, but they know not to mess with him because mm-hmm. he is has a big reputation for being very feisty and Don't like he can like beat you up mm-hmm. pretty good, which he has, which he has proven. Yeah, you know, shot guns out of men's hands. Yeah, all these all punch these, people in the nose, uh-huh. like all these things. all these rumors, which some are true and some are not. Yeah, but anyways, so they're all there, and he so. Persephone arrives and he doesn't even turn around to look at her. Like he's just facing the vicar, (laughs) standing there at the altar, and he just like waits for her to walk up. And so she walks up, and throughout the ceremony, he's like gets looks through the side of his eye and glances at her, and he's like, "Oh, dang it, she's pretty." He's like so (laughs) mad because he hates pretty people because he feels not pretty. He's very insecure. He hates feeling ugly. He hates but feeling also, ugly. But also, he didn't want to feel bad about marrying somebody who had another option, who was pretty enough to get married to another guy kind yeah. of thing. So he was expecting somebody kind of ugly, mm-hmm. really poor, and he was like, I can deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I can deal with someone ugly. I don't have to ever talk to them. Like, mm-hmm. I just need I just need someone to be married to. Yeah, they can have their life. I can have mine. We'll have an heir together, and my cousin won't get the inheritance. That's, That's literally all he cares he about. It was a very selfish de- decision he was making Yeah, at this point. So, yeah, he's, like, upset. And then during the, he didn't even know her name oh because during the ceremony he he says he says her name uh-huh. and he's like what did he oh ridiculous he, ridiculous he says like underneath his breath and the vicar had to like stop vicar <laughs> am i saying their name right i think it's vicar vicar he stops like just for a moment and then he continues on and with she's his, like looking at and him she kind of looks she's at him like, like did he just say my name was ridiculous yeah <laughs> So they get married, and mm-hmm. it doesn't say anything like whether or not they kiss at the altar. I don't yeah, think she they skips it. She skips it. I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. And then they go to, um, then they go in the carriage, and they go to his castle. <laughs> and the conversation in the in the carriage is just very like kind of awkward because they mm-hmm. literally just got married, and they're in the carriage, and they're going there on their way to his castle, and she's sitting on his left side. Doesn't has still has yet to see his face fully. Yeah. Like, hasn't even seen him. And they're kind of talking. Yeah, and he's like, He's like, is your name really Persephone? (laughs) And he's, like, rude about it. And she's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, well, you can call me his... What did he say? He can call me something. Killed her. Killed her. Just killed her. Just killed her. And she's like, I'm not going to call you that. (laughs) That sounds like you committed a crime. Yeah. And he thought that was kind of funny because it was very witty of her. He doesn't... So... He doesn't necessarily hate people. He just assumes they're all kind of dumb because he has this perception of, like, the ton from London. Yeah. Like, the society is very, like, what is that word? They're, like, very um, into themselves and into, like, yeah. uh, the way they're perceived. Kind of fake. Anyway, so he doesn't really like to talk to people because he just assumes they're all like that. So when she's, like, talking, he kind of is like, okay, well, she's kind of witty. 
I appreciate that. Like, appreciate that he's a little finding bit. different we'll things he respects she, about her. Yeah. yeah, but he's like, well, that was one. We'll see how. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much yeah. she is. Yeah, intelligent and so if, and if then, <laughs> how do you say her middle name? In Ifigneus. Oh crap! Now I need to see how it's spelled because I can say it when I see it. It's like Ifigia or something. Ifigneia. Ifigneia. Anyways, because her father was very, it's like a philosopher or something. Very yes. into Greek gods and stuff. Yes. And that kind of ties into the Persephone and Hades mythology. That's kind of a theme throughout the book. So he's like, I'm sure your middle name's something as equally as ridiculous. And she's like, yeah, kind of actually. And she says it and he's like, what? So he whips his head around to her and she sees his scars for the first time. Yeah. And, and she's then- like, whoa. But she's like, they're not ugly because we're from her point of view. We're she's like, it's not ugly or horrifying or anything. It's just you can't help but notice it. But he just assumes everybody thinks he's hideous and is gonna pity him, so that's why he's hiding the whole time. They get to the castle <laughs> and she is looking at it, just like, oh my heavens, <laughs> this is beautiful and yeah. huge, and it's like mine. Like and she's so poor, and she's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a lot. It's a lot to take in, and then right after, because they have. Um, a wedding breakfast and so their family was there having a breakfast and but right after they left they left home which is crazy which is so sad because it, there's a scene in there where she's saying goodbye to the youngest sister who pretty much she raised because yeah. her mother died giving birth to the youngest daughter yeah. and so she stepped in as the mother role for her and her uh, artemis right uh-huh. so she becomes like the mother figure for artemis and artemis is like crying and she's like you're the best mom i've ever had yeah so she's like so having sad. to so she because she's not just saying goodbye to her family but she's saying it's like she's saying goodbye to her children almost yeah yeah it's so it's sad very sad and she's and the artemis is like well who's gonna take care of you mm-hmm. and then persephone doesn't really know she can't, yeah she's, she's like, like well my husband doesn't even act like he cares really yeah though we see from his point of view that he is just kind of the way he is it's not that he doesn't care it's just like he can't express it yeah kind of thing. at this point he's trying to keep a distance from her he doesn't want to get attached doesn't want to get attached at all because he's mad that she's pretty <laughs> he's super upset that she is even attractive at all <laughs> that's pretty funny so anyways, he yeah. so anyways as they're leaving in the carriage she starts crying Adam's like, because she tells her daughter that, she, or her daughter, <laughs> she tells <laughs> Artemis that she, they, they'll promise not each other not to cry, like to keep it together, be strong, you know. And then when they leave, she starts to cry. And he's like, I thought you said you weren't going to cry. And she's like, well, she doesn't know that I'm crying now. And I, he's like, well, then why did you make the promise? And she's like, just so that she will be happy, mm-hmm. like knowing that I'm not crying mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and um, it's just like seeing glimpses of who she is as a person kind of thing. Yeah. And then she sobs. And she, it says in the book, like, cause she sobs like she did when her mother died that yeah. day because she's leaving them. Mm-hmm. And. She's going into this crazy new, like, life that she knows nothing about. It's, like, yeah. stepping into it and just is completely... Has to be a duchess now. Has to be a duchess no, to this no man to. who she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, she, at this amazing castle, she meets Harry, mm. who is, oh... Love Harry. So funny. So funny. <laughs> I love their banter. Harry's and Adam's banter back and forth oh, is just... Great. What makes the story so good, I think. Mm-hmm. They're hilarious. Hilarious. I love them so much. But Harry is the best friend, pretty mm-hmm. much, of Adam. They've been friends since childhood. Mm-hmm. And since then, their school. They met at school. They met at when school they were like when 11 he was or 7 12. or 8. No, yeah, you're right. 7 yeah, or 8. 7 or 8. Um, 
and then also she meets Harriet, who is um, Adam's mom. mom. So um, Harry is very positive, like all the time, complete opposite of Adam. Extrovert. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's Harry's not scared of Adam at all. And it's really so fun. <laughs> so fun. So Adam's mom doesn't stay very long. She leaves right after to go back to London. Adam's mom never sticks around. And we learn a little bit more about that, about their history mm-hmm. later on in the book. As Persephone's trying to adjust to everything, she has... Her own little map of the castle because it's massive and she doesn't know how to get around. She keeps getting lost. She everywhere. keeps getting because there's like I think it says there's like five stories in the castle. yeah something crazy and then there's like fifty rooms or something fifty plus guest rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So she has a, a so map. Everybody would be lost. Yeah. You know? And stinking Adam, like she's <laughs> she's hiding the map and then no, Adam. No 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 no. Oh. They come back from so Adam and Harry go riding every every morning. day. Yeah. And they're coming back from that, that they're walking inside and Adam sees that Persephone is looking at the map. She's it's hiding angry. it. Like she's bent over her head, bent over looking at this map. And he's like, oh, she's looking at that map again. He's like upset about it. <clears throat> and so he's, she hides it behind her back and he's like, what are you hiding? Anyways, he gets the map from her and she goes, can I have the map? And he's like, no. And she goes, it's not that big of a deal. Like, why are you so persistent? Why are you so persistent about, yeah, me not having this map? It's a big castle. He's like, and then he does, after this, like, arguing back and forth, he says, Do you use a map at your house? And she's like, Well, no. And he goes, Well, you cannot call a house a home when you are constantly needing a map mm-hmm. to look around. You just know it. And she's like, But this is a big place. I'm new. I just, I'm trying to learn it. I'm, he's like, Well, do you need it? Or do you use it all the time? And she's like, No. And he's like, Well, then you're, you'll, Learn it better by just looking and going throughout the castle. Yeah. And then she's still like, and he's like, explains it to her really quick of what's, what's on each level and all that stuff. And then doesn't give it to her, which is so rude. And then um, she walks away kind of like. Just annoying. But. Yeah. What he's, he says, he doesn't want her to stick out because if she has a map, she sticks out that she's not really a part of the house. She wants her to blend in because she's not supposed to disrupt his life at all mm. but she already has yeah because she's pretty because she's pretty <laughs> yeah and, and she's like uh what does he say about the flaws oh yeah he does say something about um yeah he said oh he says like the flaw in their marriage or something akin to that and she takes it as he's talking about her like she's, she's a flaw. flaw yeah and so she's well she is super confused because like <laughs> The way he kind of treats her and looks at her and behaves around her makes it seem like she is, something's wrong with her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but it's because he's so uncomfortable and doesn't know how to react to her. He gets angry. So there is a big big miscommunication between them and she's trying to read his behavior because he's not talking really to her and she doesn't understand him, which luckily... She does, luckily, sweet, sweet Harry is there because he does help a lot because he tells Persephone that Adam, and he kind of explains Adam a little bit because she's like, I don't get it. How are you friends? Because you're so opposite. You know, you're so happy and kind and positive. Mm-hmm. Adam doesn't really talk. And when he does, he's, he's like rude and uh-huh. very just angry, like all the time. Yes. And so Harry tells Persephone that Adam respects people who are not cowards. Mm-hmm. So she gets this little bit of information that like he just re- He's going to be rude to everybody, and if he senses a little bit of, like, courage from you, he'll let you kind of... He'll respect you more. Yeah. So, Adam's kind of trying to, like, not necessarily bully, but, like, just very sarcastic and, like, why are you still here kind of thing. Like, oh, my gosh. I wish all you the would time. leave all the yeah. time. And, like, Harry 
doesn't care at all. Like, he's always just mm-hmm. making, like, joking around with him. And Adam's like, why does he never take any of my threats seriously? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, to Harry to Persephone is like, yeah, I think he, he tries to bully me and I won't be bullied. And I think he respects that. I think he keeps trying and is hoping it never works. Yeah, that's what Harry says to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, okay. Well, I just need to stand up for myself, be... Be more confident. Have a backbone. Don't be a coward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she also learns from Harry as they're talking because they get along really well. She tells Harry actually that she's like, why doesn't Adam ever look at me? <laughs> and Harry's like, wait, what? And she goes, he never looks at me. And she's and he's like, Harry or Harry says, Adam never looks at you. He's she very goes, confused. Why? Yeah, this really perplexed Harry. And he's like, hmm, it might be because Adam is trying to figure you out. Like, yeah. he hasn't quite figured out he's you yet. He's unsettled him. And yes. he's like, well, great. I'm trying to figure him out. And if her, his best friend doesn't even know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, what's going on? I have no hope. No chance. Oh, my gosh. So now, <clears throat> now Persephone's goal is to get Adam's respect. And yes. Because she has always had this dream, like every woman, to have like a happy marriage and to live, I know, to live in a cozy home and to be loved. And she's like, well, I don't have that. (laughs) So if I can just try to get his respect, then maybe this will work. Yeah, at the very least, maybe this marriage will work. You know, she is just trying to make this whole thing work because she's stuck and she's nothing else to do. So (laughs) that is her now her new goal and this really stinks because harry leaves and so it's just her and adam and it's like awkward they don't ever talk they have dinner in silence Mm -hmm. and so it's just really awkward and it's kind of cringe worthy at some point but she's still taking advantage of being in like this beautiful house so like she starts writing that she hasn't had the opportunity to do anymore so she starts riding a horse riding horse yeah Yeah. um to ride and she's trying to impress adam yeah i am doing this new goal i barely rode before like the house the horse i was on just kind of stood there shifting his weight so i'm going to start riding and he better respects me yeah (laughs) and he does well slowly over time he starts to see like pieces more pieces of her that she isn't a coward and of Mm -hmm. course that means a lot to him yeah harry and then so after this a little bit harry does end up leaving because he has to go visit other people because harry his cousins and stuff like that Mr. Hewitt comes. The cousin, um, who, the cousin the who, was, who was supposed to get inheritance, but he didn't know that Adam got married. Hilarious. So funny. And and Adam hates him. Like, he <laughs> hates everybody. But he... Because visitors are not allowed at Fallstone Castle, which is the name of the castle. And so when he arrives, the butler comes and is like, oh, he's here. And he's like, okay, kick him out. Send him out. And he's like, is it snowing? And he's like, it just started. He's like, it's fine. Get it. Kick him out. He can walk. And he can walk. <laughs> and so um, Persephone's like, whoa, what? Wait, what? And she finds out that it's family. She goes, does he, wait, can't, can't we keep him here? Like for one night and he can leave in the morning. Like she's trying to like stand up. She's like, this is my house too now. Right. Uh-huh. And so she starts to say things. And so, and then Adam kind of gets an idea. He's like, okay, yeah, we'll let him stay. Mm-hmm. And he puts him in like the worst room ever. Overlooking where... the torture devices in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The gibbet, which is like the hanging cage you would see in medieval times. It's yes. still in there behind the castle so he has a perfect view of that it's like super cold. isolated and cold yeah it's like that'll be a perfect place for him and yeah then, and Persephone's like oh no what did I do yeah, she, gosh dang it <laughs> backfired yeah she was trying to yeah and so he starts to behave a little bit more like a husband around him 
and she, yeah, he'll sit close to Persephone, stand near her and stuff, trying to show that they're a happy couple, that he doesn't have an inheritance anymore, and he should be so mad about that and, like, leave with his tail tucked between his legs, basically, but he doesn't, (laughs) and it's because of Persephone being nice to him. Yeah. So he's like, huh. Yeah. (laughs) Plan Um. foiled. (laughs) And then one one of the times that Adam and Mr. Hewitt come into, um, what's her room? Not her room, bedroom. But like Bed she, chamber. No. No, no, no. They come into, um, like. Sitting room? Drawing room? Yeah, whatever they do after dinner. like. Yeah, so after the men have their port, which is like a little alcohol drink. I don't, yeah. Anyways, apparently like after dinner, men separate and the women go to the drawing room. Men stay back, have their port, and then they go and meet up with the women so after mr you has been a coward with adam they go and meet with persephone and in that room they see that she crying like she's holding a letter and she's crying yeah, like this has her... been after like a week of them being together like not even oh is it really just a week well yeah it's not very much time like she doesn't really know adam yet it could be like two or three but not very but yeah but mr hugh has been there for like a week yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah so he's been there for a couple days so they're pretty comfortable with each other this is after a few nights of that so yeah they come in and persephone is bent over her bent over letter and adam can't see what she's bent over and he thinks that she's looking at the map again yeah so he's instantly like oh goes over storming over to her getting ready to rip it from her hands and then sees that it's a letter and he looks up at her and she has tears streaming down her face she's crying and then she says that her brother died on on the sh- on the ship as a there navy. There was a battle. Yeah, there's a battle, and so he died. Oh. So sad. She's so sad. And so she, we kind of learn like she's so sad and lonely, and she just wants her family yeah. around, and like she can't leave. She can't yeah. leave, and Adam's not comforting her really, but Adam yeah, is. He just goes into himself. Adam He's goes silent. Yes. So at this point, yeah, he pretty much is silent. Like he he feels bad. We see from his perspective, he feels. Like, bad for her. He doesn't know what to say, what to do. He feels bad for her. Mr. Hewitt is very... Oh, very empathetic. empathetic. But she's just sick of both of them. Yeah, at one point... It's, like, too much from Mr. Hewitt and too little from her husband. So she's like, I just don't like both of you right now. Yes, and there's one night where Mr. Hewitt was trying to talk to her again, and she started to almost cry, and then Adam was like, okay, you're distressing her. Get out. Get out right now. (laughs) You need to leave. You need to leave, and... He just, he's very, um, he pays attention. Like, he notices. Small little things. Small little things that she's doing. She's like, why would you send him away kind of thing. Yeah. He's like, I got the very distinct impression that you didn't want to cry tonight. And she's like, well, how how did he know that? Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, later, she loves to go into what Adam calls her garden. Mm -hmm. She goes there very often, and she cries there a lot. (laughs) That's her place. Sarah just spends time there every day. Yeah, and she likes to cry there a lot. And one time that she's just crying tons he arrives and is holding a big package under his arm this so, bird's so cute okay so yeah he brings the package and he's like i need to explain this and she's like explain what and he's like i i ordered this for you but it's i need to explain it and she's like okay so she's like can you sit down and he's like no i'm comfortable and she goes i don't want to bend my neck up looking at you can you please <laughs> sit down it's not for you it's for me and he's like Okay, mm. so they sit, they sit down and they're like really close. They're this first time they bench. ever like really touch each other. Yeah. So sitting on the and bench. She's like human contact. I've been needing that. So she's like, 
Yeah, she's enjoying like enjoying sitting next to him, but he looks very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. He's he's like tapping and stuff, fidgeting kind um, of. Not necessarily from sitting next to her, but what's in the package? She's like, "What in heaven's name is in this package?" Yeah, she makes her nervous, so she opens the package and she sees that it's this beautiful writing habit. And he says, "You no lady should be riding a horse without a riding habit." <laughs> and he ordered her this beautiful dress with this super soft wool and then he got her boots from some other place gloves from london and like hats from another hat place. from another like all the like latest styles and no expense spared kind of thing but like that's just normal to him but it means so much to her because she's grown mm. up very poor and it's so nice and so soft she's like touching it and also it was thoughtful because he gave her something this man that she doesn't really know who seems to not like her at all yeah, and she didn't ask for it and she never asked for it after I think it says he did it after the first time he saw her writing. Yeah. As he soon just as knew he's... that she was going to stick to it. Yeah, so he we went and ordered it for her. Yeah. It. Super sweet, but he's like, I need to explain because it's green, but it it's should blue. have been black. Oh, is it blue? It's blue. Oh, shoot. It's a dark blue. It's a dark blue. It's blue. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like, I have to explain why it's the wrong color. <laughs> She's like, you could have known my brother was going to die. Yeah. It's yeah, really he's like, cute. It should have been black, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, thank you so much. And. <laughs> It was really sweet. Yeah, but she notices, she comes to this revelation as she's sitting there, and he's, like, tapping, really fidgeting, is like, keeps looking away and stuff. He gets up suddenly and walks away. He's well, like, I just want to explain. I just want to explain and leaves. And he leaves. And then she's, like, thinking about it, and she's, like, talking to herself in brain, and she's like, that's kind of how my youngest sister acts when she's um, nervous around people, but of course she's really shy, and she's like, "Wait a second, Adam's shy." Yeah, like that's why he acts like that. He she's doesn't like, know I bet that the reason he's acts like that around people, he's really awkward, very blunt, because he's shy. He doesn't know how to express his emotion. He doesn't like people and stuff. He, it's easier to be mean than mm-hmm. it is to just be sincere and kind because he's had to over so many years because mm-hmm. of the way he looks and everything mm-hmm. put up this wall and mm-hmm. create this whole different kind of person to protect himself mm-hmm. so she runs to him and mm-hmm. she's like thank you so much and she saw that he wouldn't accept her gratitude he yeah, was not comfortable, comfortable with gratitude. accepting gratitude she's like huh okay so she's <laughs> making notes of all that in her mind yeah so that's sweet so she and made progress with him. she so made she's progress seeing another side of him and it's like oh i want to keep finding this side of adam i like this side of adam yeah she's like maybe there is more to him mm-hmm. you know she's slowly understanding him Okay, this is one of my favorite parts. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> so, um, they, in the middle of the night, they still have yet to do anything. Like, they're not, they're married. Consummate the marriage. They have not done that. They haven't even done nothing. Yeah, their wedding night. He like, they didn't even go into the her bedroom. Like, she was waiting up for him. She's like, oh, this is what, you know, a wife does. She's waiting for him to come in. At the very least, just to, like, say good night. Or say goodnight, and he never came in. Never came in. And she stayed up till 2 in the morning. Yeah, she did. Um, so, anyways, so she sleeps in her own room, and he sleeps in his own room. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, they're, they're like, literally two strangers sleeping, like, living in a house together. Yeah, their rooms are connected, though. Of course. That's how it was back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. they would, they had their rooms connected. So, anyways, there's wolves outside of Fallstone Castle, and they keep howling, and they terrify her. She's so scared. Mm-hmm. And so, she opens the door into his room, and he's still awake. But he's but just he's, laying there. He's laying on the bed, and as soon as the door opens, he closes his eyes and acts like he's sleepy. <laughs> and so, she's like, Adam. Like, she's whispering his name, and he doesn't respond or anything. And she comes in, and she kind of looks through the window to see if she can see anything. 
And she's so like, loud. they're Why so loud. So what is wrong with them? She's like terrified. She goes, okay, I'm trying to be brave. I'm trying to be brave. And then she goes back, starts walking back to her room and they howl again. And she runs into his bed and she has like this blanket wrapped around her. And so she lays into his bed and she's kind of just talking to him because she thinks he's asleep. And so she's saying things like, I, you married a coward, you know, yeah, I'm trying to be brave and all this stuff. And then um, she falls asleep. And he, like, looks over. He, like, sneaks a peek over at her. And she's in a... It's just, like, pile of blankets. And she's just, like, wraps into this... All these... In this blanket. And it's she's just a pile. It's the cutest little visual. Oh, I know. She, I love the way she writes that. Yeah. It's so cute. And he's like, why did I let this happen? Like, it backfired. I was going to pretend I was asleep. And she would leave me alone. Yeah. But I didn't. And now she's laying next to me. Yeah. And he has this whole internal battle. He's like, I need to send her back to her room. I'm trying to keep separate from her. I'm trying not to get attached kind uh-huh, of thing. Uh-huh. And he never does. Never does it. And he's like, she falls asleep and she makes cute little sounds and yeah. moves a lot when she's sleeping. So yeah. he's just kind of laying there all night because he's not used to sleeping next to somebody. Next to somebody. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine? Yes. And when you hear more about his backstory, we're going to get to that in a little bit. Like he's been, he's been independent for years. Very long time. Way too young too. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so that's when that is happening. She's scared of the wolves that are outside. And then the next day or two or some at some point after that, they get a letter that Harry is sick because he's been gone this whole time and he finds that Harry is really, really dangerously ill. Mm-hmm. And so Adam <clears throat> instantly is like, I got to go. I got to go. <clears throat> Gets his things, orders people to get the carriage ready to go. And Persephone's like, you know, please be careful. Please be careful. It's snowing outside. It's, it's snowing. at night. It's at night. Yeah. So yeah, she's, she's kind of like, you got to be careful. Promise me you're going to be careful. Yeah. She won't let it go. And he's, and she's like, just promise me that you will be careful. And so he promises her. He's like, why, why do you even, care? why do you even care? Yeah. yeah she goes, she's like, oh, he's like, no one has cared before. And she, and he's like, not self-pitying or anything. He just says that as a statement of fact. And she's like, well, somebody does now. Yes. And he's like, well, don't. <laughs> Well, don't. And she's care. like, I can't help it. I can't help it. Yes. Yeah. And then, so he's getting into the carriage, and she's like, "Promise me you're gonna be safe." And he's like, "Okay, I will." And he gets in the carriage and leaves. Yes. And then she's waiting up for him. Like mm-hmm. hours have passed. She's waiting. She's losing her mind because she's like, "Remind, rem- I'm just reminding you that she just lost her brother. Mm-hmm. She has left her family, who pretty much were like her children, and so she's already Very kind well. of this really sad." low place in life and then the, the one thing which isn't even a comforting thing her husband um could be in danger from the wolves which she's scared of yeah. um and then also the snow that's coming in um because in northumberland it snows a lot and and can be very uh really cold and dangerous up there she waits for him while adam's there he learns about the innkeeper he was terrible and he wouldn't even let harry send out a letter for medical help without paying first mm-hmm. and so and he didn't give him any food after that didn't give him any food after that yeah he's a terrible innkeeper so what adam does eventually later in the story he gets the inn inspected and it gets shut down because mm-hmm. he's like i don't want any terrible business people like that shady people vicinity, like that in yeah. my vicinity and he has, he has a lot of influence. He, he has a lot of influence a lot of power and so he um which he doesn't flaunt at all he just likes to be isolated and stuff, but mm-hmm. like he could totally change the course of the war. He could have a lot more influence in Parliament and stuff, but he doesn't because he doesn't like people. He doesn't like people and he doesn't care really. He that like much. tolerates the queen. <laughs> the he barely tolerates the he, queen. Like thinks the prince is an idiot. And yes, stuff like that. it's he's funny. He's so funny. So when he comes back, oh, 
my favorite. This is your favorite? No, okay. but it's so cute. It is really cute. So when he comes back, he was disappointed that he didn't see her there, like right at the door. And he's like, oh, of course, you know. He was hopeful, kind of this whole time, secretly hopeful that she would be waiting for him. And then he didn't see her there at the door, and he was kind of really let down. But he's like, oh, it's fine. I'm, you know, it's fine. I'm good. <laughs> And then walks in and then sees her up the stairs and she was waiting and she was, he could see the relief on her face when Mm -hmm. he comes in. Yeah. And And they like wheel Harry, like people are carrying Harry up the stairs past her to his room and she like barely looks at Harry. She's looking at Adam. Yeah. She's worried about him. Worried about Adam and she runs down to him and he like breathes a a sigh of relief. Yeah. And she's like that little moment of like vulnerability. She's like, it just... That's, her heart. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yay. She was so excited he was back. So he reaches out and touches her cheek. And she flinches. Ugh. She flinches back and she's like, oh, your hand's cold, is what she said. <laughs> your hand's freezing. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he got rigid again and, he's, and became more like he's a like, duke. And yeah. was like, oh, I'm sorry. Of course, he didn't. she doesn't want me to touch her. Yeah. That's what he thinks. But she really, she just wasn't used to human contact. Uh, yeah, she so wasn't surprised thinking. surprised her. Yeah, because he's never done that never before. Touched so before. she was flinching. So anyways, he goes back into, Harry is in the room. Uh, Persephone is kind of in the room checking on Harry. Adam comes back in, changing, changed out of his like clothes, cold clothes. And he's kind of in his like pajamas. What are those called? Like his yeah, night stuff, whatever. his yeah. night clothes. Persephone's like, okay, Adam's getting ready to make charge and get things, whatever. She goes, the doctor's already here, and he's doing. taking care of everything. So let me, you need to go to bed. And he's like, but no, no you need to go to bed. You, you're mm-hmm. tired. So she takes his hand and guides him to his room where he can fall asleep. And he's yeah. like, he's seeing, <laughs> he's seeing, he's seeing more of her kindness mm-hmm. and is, yeah, is learning to like it a lot, but doesn't want to like it because he's like, everybody, no one actually really cares about me and everybody leaves everybody always. Leaves. Okay. So this night he has a bad dream mm-hmm. and Persephone's still coming into the room at night because of the wolves. Because of the wolves are still howling. She gets scared. And he started, he's starting to sleep better with her there. Yeah. He's getting accustomed to having her there, but this particular night he has a bad dream where she was riding her horse he oh my gosh how did the dream go so, so he's on his horse and there's a ton of fog ton of fog and there he can hear, hear the wolves. wolves howling and growling and they're very close to him he can't see them because of the fog and he rides up and he can hear a horse in pain yeah and he's like what is that so he gets closer he thinks oh, this horse has been attacked but it's outside the castle walls and he's like and it's why is there a horse outside and the then he wall? sees that there's a side saddle on the horse and he's like <gasps> and then he wakes up and right then is when he wakes up he says persephone, persephone. and like, so and then she's not there next to him in the bed and so he <gasps> panics and he's like persephone he doesn't hear anything so he goes into her room oh i love this part he says she's not next to me where she should be yeah <laughs> where she should be and then he goes into her room busts open the door and she comes in adam and she's dressed ready for the day and he goes and he grabs her arms and he looks at her and then he's like oh ridiculous and then he leaves and she's like what (laughs) she's like oh my gosh she thinks i'm ridiculous already not confident in herself because he she thinks she there's something wrong with he thinks something's wrong with her still. She has never the battle. compliments her anything and she's trying to look presentable. She's trying to improve her yeah, she thinks that he doesn't yeah. think anything. Yeah, but he was like in his head she was in that dream she's gonna he's gonna find her bloody and bruised and stuff. So he's like looking over her and he's like, Gosh, I'm ridiculous for even thinking that so he leaves, but she thought he was examining her and thought she was ridiculous. Yes. 
So it's so sad. It's so sad. But then, so he slams the door, and she goes up to the door, and she's like, Adam? And he's like, what? And she's like, okay, um, well. Harry's doing better today. Yeah. She's like so hesitant, and he's like, that's good. Oh, and he has good. Are are you planning to ride today? And she goes, yes, I plan to ride. He goes, I wish you wouldn't. Well, I was going, no, I wish you wouldn't. And then he like pretty much tells her she can't ride a horse, her horse. And she's like, okay, if you. If that's what you wish, yeah. if that's what you want. And he doesn't give her any reason. Yeah, it doesn't explain anything, but he's, like, so worried she's going to get hurt. Yeah. So, like, he's starting to think he's, like, losing his mind because yes. he's caring about her and changing his plans and routines and stuff. Yes. It's so cute. It's so cute. So, Harry's getting better, and they're all together in the room, kind of enjoying each other's company, and Adam gets a letter. And he's reading this letter, and Harry and Persephone are just kind of talking back and forth. And then Adam approaches her and says, this letter is for you, but you need to read this other letter to understand what this letter is. Mm-hmm. And so she's reading it, and it's from the like, Admiral Admiralty. of the Navy and like these captains, the captain of the Triumphant, which is the ship that her brother is on. Yes. And, and for like, mu- for weeks, um, no one has been able to find out from this battle where her brother yeah. Evander died. She hasn't been able to find out if her other brother is okay. Yeah. Like, she has no idea. She doesn't know if he's injured. She doesn't know if he's dead. Yeah. Like, all this time. And her uncle has been trying to find, try to find a way to get information, but has been unsuccessful. So, yeah, Adam. little influence. Yeah. So, Adam, obviously, with his power, took it upon himself. To, he's like, this is ridiculous. We're not finding anything. What's going on? So, he wrote and got answers immediately because. Yeah, because everybody pretty much bows down to him. Like, he literally has more influence than royalty. Yes. <laughs> so he gets this letter back and explains like yes everything is fine and i understand that if you if he wishes to stay with um as a navy on um, navy man on the ship uh, as a midshipman he'd have a lieutenancy mm-hmm. yeah adam was gonna purchase a lieutenant whatever is that called if he decided to have his career in the navy so he'd pay for it for yeah. him um if and he wishes. adam Adam sent this letter just with himself. Like, these small things he's doing, he's doing it because he wants to. Yeah. Like, the package, his uh, Persephone's writing habit, this letter to the Navy, all just happens. And she's like, what? So, like, she's seeing that he cares, but she gets so happy and giddy over this letter. Oh, it means so much to her. So um, much. You know, because she's worried about them, and she didn't know for so long. And then he did this just without her asking, and mm-hmm. she didn't know. So he gives her the letter. She reads about it. And then she, he's like, go ahead and keep reading. Because he can see she stopped. He's like, it's good news. And then she realizes that the other letter is from her brother, Linus. Mm. And so she's so excited. She almost could cry. Harry's like, I thought you said it was good news because she's about to cry. She goes, it is good news. He's well. He's alive and all stuff. And then she goes to Adam and she's like, thank you so much. And she's like giddy with just excitement. Excitement. She's yeah. just so happy. And he brushes it off because he doesn't like gratitude. He doesn't like gratitude. She goes, no, he has to know. He like has He to has know. to know. I, I so much appreciate this. So she kisses his cheek. She puts her hand on his chest and she gets up and she kisses his cheek. And then she steps she back, to ready to leave. And then he grabs her in again and kisses her. Ugh. And he <laughs> didn't even think at all. He just kisses her. And when she steps away, she, she says... You do that very well. (laughs) 
And then she's like embarrassed and she's like, oh, well, I'm going to go read my letter. And, and then he's she, like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> and he's stunned because he's like, I don't know what just happened. So when he sits down, he's like, I just kissed Persephone. And then Harry said, it's a good thing she noticed. Yeah, she noticed too. It's a good thing or else I didn't question your technique. Te- technique. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. so freaking funny. But anyways, he says some he's sort of. He's all like smug over the fact that she was like, oh, you do that well. He's like smiling about that. Yeah. It's so cute. Harry is always and then Adam's like, Why does Harry always see my embarrassing moments? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, then that night she goes again to his bed because the wolves are still howling. And she still at this point thinks that he's asleep and he doesn't know that she's going in. Mm-hmm. So she, she still it's her own little secret. Her own little secret and she'll kinda of talk to him at night while he's asleep and she'll say things like Thank you so much, you know, yeah, for the letter. Yeah, she says she was like, Thank you so much for the letter. Like, I know you're uncomfortable with gratitude, but Yeah. So she's revealing to him that she knows more about him than he realizes she knows. Yeah. She's starting to make him feel things that he's not used to and it's throwing him off. He's behaving in ways that he's just not understanding. So he's just, he told himself he's going to keep his distance. He doesn't want to get connected to anything because he doesn't know how to handle it. And then the next day, she gets thrown off her horse. Like, she falls on her back. And he runs to her, and she wakes up, like, not sure what happened. And he's, like, right there in front of her face. And he's holding her. um, Touching her face, touching her arms. So scared that she's broken. Yeah, he's (laughs) so worried about her. And then he, like, takes her inside, is, like, checking on her, taking care of her. And she kisses him this time Mm -hmm. she kisses him but he doesn't kiss her back because her hand was on his face touching his scars and when she gets back and he because he didn't respond and didn't kiss her back she says i'm sorry and that really hits a nerve for him because his mom always used to say uh i'm sorry my poor boy Mm -hmm. and so he just thought she was feeling pity for him yeah he's like i was supposed to be the one saving you and you just have pity for me like so he's upset about it. Yeah, he's so just, she feels rejected. She feels rejected, and he feels like she doesn't actually care for him. Mm-hmm. Only sees his scars. Only which sees he's his very scars. insecure about. Yeah, but she's like, he just saved me. Was like so so sweet, sweet. and she loved that. What like I her dream like husband would be. Yeah, he's acting like it. So she kind of gets really rejected over that. So then she decides like the next. That night, she's not going to go in his room because mm-hmm. she she's feels gonna... so rejected. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's like, gonna... so she just stays in her room and she's like looking out the window. And Adam is in his room like, where the heck is she? Like, <laughs> why is she not coming in here? They've been howling for like an hour. Yeah, they've been howling and she's not coming in. And he's like pacing back and forth. Pacing back and forth. Like, I'm going to go get her. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah. And then he just finally goes in there. And then she's like, oh my goodness, what? Like, what's going on? And he's like, you haven't, they've been howling for an hour. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, why haven't you come in yet? And she's like, wait, what? You knew I've been doing that? Because <laughs> every time she'd do that, she would escape, like sneak out, sneak out in the morning. Yeah. Early, early morning. Early morning. So she thought it was her own little secret, but he knew the whole time. So then he brings her in there yeah. and they come in together and they have, they talk. Like they just have a moment together where they're talking and she tells him about, she asks him, are you, do you regret, regret getting married? And he doesn't really respond. He gets lost in his thoughts, but she doesn't know that. And then she starts talking about um, how she was meeting at the vicar's wife ha- at the house, a meeting with all these ladies. And a lady says something offensive to her about like Adam buying, or about men buying their wives. Yeah, having to offer money to. To get a wife. And it was a like direct kind of 
snob at her. Snob at her. Yeah, she says to another lady that, but she the other lady could overhear. She says something back that gets very a stab witty. Out. Very witty that gets back to her, yeah. and Adam just bust up laughing yeah. and that was the first time he remembers like laughing in years mm-hmm. hasn't ever laughed and she, Persephone was making him laugh and then she kind of kept talking and then they go and they create this scenario where she's gonna go and um have a battle with the neighborhood and defeat these defeat mean ladies these mean ladies wearing armor and <laughs> and then he's like um, well, don't forget, I'll bring the crossbow. And then they're like, well, Harry can be the pawn. And they just kind of create yeah. this scenario of, mm-hmm. and so they create this own little, like, um, inside joke. Yeah, they're laughing about it. And he's like, this is the most ridiculous conversation I had, but I'm enjoying it so much. Yes, and they it comes up a couple of times throughout the story. It's really cute. So then she says that she wants to go see, she's had a letter from Linus. She's been able to write to him, and she finds out that he's getting off the boat that he's been working the ship that he's been working on and so she's, she says i want to go see linus i want to be there when he gets off the boat and he's like no you can't leave <laughs> because he's he has a problem with people leaving mm-hmm. um and so he's like no you can't go and she's like but why like he's gonna go see my family he's here for three weeks i need to go see my brother and she starts to panic because he's pretty much saying no and he's like and then finally he just says well he'll, he'll come here have him come stay here and she's like, really? But I thought no one is allowed to come here. And he's like, well, you know, it's your brother. Like, mm-hmm. we'll have him come. Yeah. And we see more of the relationship that him and his mom have. Because we kind of see that he kind of tolerates her. Is kind of annoyed with a lot of things she does early in the book. But this explains it now that she would leave all the time. So when Persephone is saying things, he just hears what his mom used to say to him every time he, she left. Yeah. So he's like, I can't. I can't go through that again, basically. I, I don't want to risk losing somebody. You know, everybody's like my mom kind of thing. Like, they'll leave or whatever. He doesn't want to le- lose Persephone. Yeah. So he offers for that. She's so excited. He offers to have them come. Then he offers to host a ball because he's learning that she is lonely. Like, she's still lonely. She's been out in their gardens for a long time. And she's like, oh, my God. He's like, oh, my gosh. Like, what can I do to make her want to stay? Yeah, be inside the castle. Be inside the castle. Be here. Because he just thinks that she's going to leave any moment kind of thing. It's really sad, actually. Yeah. And so then he's like, let's do a ball. And she's like, what? You know, why would you do a ball? You hate people. Harry's like, he suggested a ball? Yeah. So then they get together. Again, all three of them. <laughs> so, so they get together, and um, Harry, this is the first time hearing, he knew Linus is coming. He knew, Harry knew that uh, Persephone's brother's going to come, mm-hmm. but this is the first time hearing that he's going to have a ball. Mm-hmm. And, he, that, and he's like, wait, Harry, Adam, you suggested this, but you hate balls. And Adam's like, I know. And he's like, but you, this is going to be, this is a terrible idea. Like, you should like, not be having a ball. Just cancel it. Just cancel the whole thing. The invitations haven't been sent yet. And so no one's going to come. No one's going to come. Like, all the stuff. He just keeps Might rambling. Might as well, like, not Might have as well. Linus not come. Like. No, no, no. Well, he doesn't say that, but he does talk about canceling the ball. And Persephone, in her mind, is thinking... Well, then he, he might not allow Linus to come at all either. And so she starts to panic. And so she just yells, shut up, Harry, which is what Adam says to Harry all the time. And so she says, shut up, Harry. And then Adam looks at her like, <laughs> so proud almost. like, And then he's like, you better listen to her, Harry. And then, <laughs> and then she's like, hey, so help me if you make it so that I don't get to see my brother. And she gets like emotional because she wants him. to see her brother. 
And then um, she kind of is yelling at Harry and Adam's like, don't, don't forget my crossbow, Persephone. <laughs> She's getting wor- really worked up. And Harry, being just the person that he is, keeps kind of coming back like with like re- remarks and stuff, like kind of not helping the situation. Yeah. And so yeah. at one point, Adam's like, I, I told you I keep my word. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to change my mind because of Harry. And Harry's still making comments. And so at the same time, they both say, shut up, Harry. <laughs> and then he finally, they finally, he finally leaves. And then he tells her like, I already, pr- I promised you, you can still have your brother come and you're, you're still having the ball. I, I'm not going to break my promise. And right. anytime I, I tell you, I only say what I mean pretty much. I don't break I, promises. I don't break, break my promises. So they keep to have that moment together. So in this next part, we learn about Adam's past. So pretty much his father was very much like Adam, very much like Adam, a great father, but their marriage, his father and his mother had an interesting marriage. Every time she, he had like surgeries and stuff, the mom would leave and then she'd be gone for a really long time. And then at some point she she was gone for like a really, really long time and they would just write letters back and forth. His dad said to Adam, like, we don't need her. People need us, but we don't need anybody. Like he's trying to teach. And he yeah. he's learning now, like he realizes now that his dad actually did miss his wife, his mom, but so he sad. he just, you know. And yeah. eventually he just burned the letters that she would write because Unopened unopened yeah he just burned him because they just disagreed or whatever and yeah um, and he knows he's very bitter against his mom i saw my dad go through all of this he would do ball after ball and host all of these gatherings even though he hated social gatherings yeah trying to get her to come back to the house yeah and she always did for a little bit of time but they always left and she was pretty much leaving the husband yeah but she Doing that, she was leaving Adam as well. Yeah, and then Adam would beg her to stay, and she wouldn't stay. I really can't stand her. Yeah. I'm uh, like, it wasn't even a good reason. Like, we find out at the end, oh, it was like... Oh, my gosh. No, I have it's annoying problems with that. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? He is deservedly so very, so, like... And then his father dies, like, when he's seven. He became a duke at seven. Yeah. And his mom still isn't there. And when she obviously comes back for the funeral and everything like that, but then Nurse Robbie, because we learned about Nurse Robbie, who pretty much raised him, mm-hmm. was there, helped him pack to go to school. And then he goes to school, which is where he meets Harry. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much develops a relationship with Harry because he beats up a whole bunch of kids who are older than him because those kids were bullies <laughs> and would pick on Harry, who was a scrawny little, little boy and freaking this angry duke. Who had a lot of emotional it's so trauma. Funny. Yeah, we see how even at a young age he was very intimidating. Yeah. At seven he was running this school of like all these older kids and yeah. stuff because he kids would just pick on him, but he would fight back and very viciously. Very his viciously. His dad and like the stable hand would teach taught him. him how to fight dirty. And it's sad too because when he went to the school, it was the first time people would stare at him. He didn't realize, oh, yeah. he didn't know. It was like, weird. It yeah. was bad that he looked that way. Yeah. And people stared at him. And so he, and with all the emotions that he felt, it says in there that he would bite his inner cheek to stop himself from crying. He didn't want to cry. Mm-hmm. And so he just had Dukes a, don't cry. Dukes don't cry. Yep. That's one thing his dad taught him. Mm-hmm. So anyways, just, he was messed up at a young age with all this Very sad situation. Up, yeah. But he did get Harry out of it. He so felt, that's good. He did get Harry and Harry's been his best friend ever since then. Like because ever since he stood up for those Harry, big bullies. Yeah. Harry refused to be bullied and he was fighting back so hard against the bullies. Adam's like, that's very admirable. I'm going to help him out. And then Harry just followed him around for the rest of the thing. And Adam kept trying to get rid of him, but Harry just kept coming back. Kept coming back. Yeah. Because Adam, even... relationship is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Adam would even like 
punch Harry. Is that after nose, break his nose? Break his stuff. nose, but Harry still stayed, and so he's like, "All right, fine, <laughs> <laughs> fine, you can stay." And then they became like best friends, and I love That's it. Cute. Okay, so Adam's feeling frustrated because he has these really, really, really strong feelings for Persephone. He's thinking about her all the time. He he's changing his the way he behaves and the things that he says, and he's just like super confused by it all. And he doesn't he likes the way he's feeling, but he also doesn't want to feel those things because of how he, he expects her to leave, and he doesn't want to get heartbroken. He doesn't want to be like his father. And so one morning he just goes out. Actually, I don't even know what time of day it was. It must have been in the evening. I don't know. He goes out for a ride, and it's foggy everywhere, and he's on his horse. What? Are you skipping to the point where she's hurt? Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Okay, but what's important? Because the nurse First of is all, not important. No, no, listen. Because, <laughs> so, uh, one of the nights, she hasn't come into uh, Adam's room yet, so he goes looking for her. She's in the nursery, and she's like, can't help but think that Linus wouldn't like the nursery. And he's like, why would Linus be in the nursery? He's 13. And she's like, well, <laughs> she's like, I'm just thinking about it because he was so young when he left. And so they start walking back to... Um, their rooms together she's just talking about when linus would come back anyways and she's she says that she wants to go with linus when he goes back to see their family because she misses her family so much but adam perceives that as she wants to leave so he gets super mad and he's like you want to leave and she's like well yeah like i want to see my family and he's like, well, fine, just leave then. So he slams the door. Yeah. And she's like, what the heck? Like, I was falling in love with this man, and now he's back to the Adam that I, I first, first met. married. Yeah. And she's like, what just happened? She doesn't understand why he reacts that way. Anyway, so we skip to the next morning when Adam is on his ride by himself. Because Harry didn't want to go. Harry's just, like, it's crazy. Why would you go with this fog? Fog, yeah, foggy. Yeah, you can't but he see. just has to get out of the castle away. He's avoiding Persephone. Because he know he kind of acted irrationally, but he's very hurt that she wants to leave, even though that's not what she's thinking. Yeah, so he's on this ride, and then he sees one of the stable hands, and he's like, your grace, your grace. And he's like, have you found her yet? And he's like, found who? And he's like, oh, no. You haven't found her. You haven't found her. And he's like, who? And he says, her grace. And so he's like, Persephone's out here? Yeah. And it's pretty much his dream, his nightmare. In reality exactly, for him. because he can hear the wolves. They're very close. They're very close, and yeah. he d- can't see anything. And Persephone isn't a skilled rider, so she shouldn't be out in fog like this anyways. Yeah. But we find out from the stable hand that her horse got spooked and it ran off. So the, the stable hand's trying to find her. So, so they start searching. They start searching. So they find her horse, which is already acting like it's um, in defense. And he sees that there's wolves around. Oh, no, 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 no. Before that, they're, like, calling and stuff, and they can only hear the wolves. And Adam's like, I think we need to find where the wolves are. And the stable hand's like, I, I was think... just thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's and so not they a good know thing. that she's in danger. So. Yeah. So they go to where the wolves are. They hear the wolves. And then they see the horse riderless. And then um, he sees behind the horse, um, once he gets closer, that Persephone's back there holding a, a big branch, trying to ward off the the wolves and a wolf comes lunging at her and adam without thinking shoots the wolf and because he's always armed he's always armed and so the wolves skid away but only they don't think it's going to be for very long Mm -hmm. so they get he could tell persephone's injured because he's thinking oh she if she fell off the horse she probably could have sprained or broken an ankle because she's kind of limping so he gets her up on the horse with him and then he tells his horse hand um, to 
bring the other horse as well. But if he's not making it, because he can tell the horse is injured too. If the horse doesn't make it, just to leave him. Um, so they're in the fog and he's trying to ride around. Persephone says, keeps saying like, I feel really dizzy. And um, it's so sad. He's like, asked her, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, no. And she's like sobbing. Yeah. And he's I, like, oh my gosh. And he's feeling terrible. And then he's, he's like, okay, but you have to hold on tight. Like I, once we find the road, cause he can't find it. He's like, once we find the road, we're going to run. And I need you to hold on really tight. And she's like, he can tell she's really weak. So he puts his jacket around her as well and buttons it as like, not even in the right hole, but like tries to button it just to, as a way to hold her in. And he's like, this is crazy. The wolves are never like this. They never act mm-hmm. this aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so they get in. He takes Persephone up into a room. Harry's there. He says, get my mom to Persephone's room mm-hmm. uh, so she can help. So she gets in there. Harry's in there. Adam's in there. And Persephone's on the bed. She already has this bruised big bump forming on her forehead. Um, she has blood, a little bit of blood on her head. And um, his mom, Harriet, comes in and she starts like hysterically like crying and like not controlling herself and Adam's like what is wrong with her Harry can you take her out like take her (laughs) into the room she can't like handle the situation at all Mm -hmm. and so and then they find out and she says Adam my leg hurts and so he goes and looks at her leg and there's blood covering all of her skirt soaked through her la- the layers of her skirt and she had a lot of layers on cuz it's cold outside so it's an intense injury a lot of blood um and he like lifts up her skirt to see her calf has been clawed Slashed. at that yeah. she has four big huge gashes from a werewolf would have clawed at her and luckily because of her boot it stopped the gash from going any further down her leg um but there's like twigs and rocks and stuff in the gash and so he's like, I'm going to have to stitch it up myself. And so does the yeah. stitches. He gets to the point where he's exhausted because he's hurting his wife and it makes him so sick. So sick. And then also it was like a long, a long Very, event that yeah, just happened. Intense. Stable Hand comes to talk to him and is like, um, I think I know what's going on with the wolves. They're not, they don't have enough food. And that's when um, he goes to his office and his... Not man of business. No, it's this the, the older stable. No, the gardener. For that though, it's the is it the gardener? Yeah, it's the and older then it's dad. His son. Then the son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, kind of keeps track of where the wolves are in the forest and like keeps track of the land and stuff. And he's like, I have some ideas of how to lure the wolves away from um, our castle. this area yeah. and like keep them away from all the villagers and stuff. And then so he's like, okay. And then the and then the stable hand comes in. Yeah. And he's like. Um, I I noticed something really weird about the horse because yeah. he brought the horse back from mm-hmm. um, the, uh, Persephone's horse back. Yeah, and he's like, I noticed that the horse smelled very strongly of bacon, and so he's like, okay, so that's the first inkling they get that this wasn't an accident. So then yeah. he's like, okay, well, go talk to your stable hands. Oh, a oh, maid comes then, in. No, and then he talks to the mom. Comes and says, "Can I talk to you?" Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the mom comes in and she's like, I'm so sorry. I was such a mess and all stuff. She goes, I couldn't. Like the I worst can't. time to do this. I, honestly, I don't like her at all. Um, <laughs> and she's like, um, I can't. I can't stand um, when people room. are in the sick room. I can't, you know, I can barely handle it. Like, I can't even handle, like, a bloody nose. I just can't. And then oh, she blah. she confesses that every time, this, the first time the 
surgeon came to work on Adam when he was a little boy, she was a, a mess. And he's like, you need to leave. Like, you cannot be here yeah. for all this because she was just a mess. And so then the next surgeon was like, okay, you need to leave before I even come. And so every time they'd have a surgeon come to work on him, she would be gone and so that just kind of stayed and she'd be gone for a while until he kind of recovered because she just couldn't handle. And he thought that she didn't love him because he would be gone in his like time of need. Yeah. Which is terrible and like nobody even talks about it or tells him that. I know. It's so stupid. Well, I really... Communication. Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate that part. So anyway, she confesses all of that and he's like, okay, well, that's a lot of information. Like, okay. I'll think so about it. I'll... Yeah. And then, and so anyways, he goes goes straight outside um and the stable hand he's like i'm looking for a guy he looks like he looks like this wearing this green handkerchief oh yeah stephanie stephanie <laughs> persephone <laughs> is like he had a green scarf around his neck yeah so adam goes looking for this green scarf guy the green scarf guy and they find him and they're like oh yeah he's new he's been working here for just a few weeks mm-hmm. and they're like we think that he he's like i just want to find out like what's going on if he had bacon and if he it, you know, was he trying to do something? As soon as Adam sees him, mm-hmm. it's Mr. Smith who owned the inn that Harry stayed at when he was sick. That Adam got shut down. Adam shut down his inn. And so Harry, or why do I keep saying Harry? I'm obsessed with Harry. obsessed with Harry. like, jeez, I let know. it go. <laughs> oh my goodness, honestly. <laughs> If you're interested, Harry is in the book number two of the series. <laughs> uh, anyways, so um, he he starts to chase after Mr. Smith, and all, he's he's yelling at all the the stable hands and his staff to like chase after him too, not let him get away. Um, because if he were to escape in the fog, he'd probably escape. He'd probably be be able to get out of it. So he catches up to him, smashes his face, <laughs> puts him up against the wall, and he says pretty much to the uh, to the effect that you took the only thing that mattered to me. I'm gonna take what mattered to you. Like I'm gonna take yeah, you know. That's why I, Mr. Smith did all of that. He did all of that intentionally to get to Trying his to wife. Her, yeah. yeah. Geez. So, anyways, of course that infuriates him. <laughs> he. You know, punches him a couple times. <laughs> he like Dead punches up. him in the gut and hits him in the face again, slams him against the wall. But um, he deserves more. He deserves more. And then and they put him in the gibbet for two hours before they take him out and yeah, the take lock him. Comes. The lock, yeah, comes and takes him away and gives him what he deserves. But so he takes care of that. And now Persephone is doing better, thankfully. Her she her leg is cane. healing. She has a cane. Her brother is there now. Yeah, we skip to when Linus is there. Linus is there, and she's still kind of hobbling a bit. And then Adam is getting along really well with Linus, and that makes her super happy. Because Linus caught on really quickly to Adam's sense of humor and wasn't intimidated by him. He knows, oh, it's very dry humor. It's very sarcastic. I can deal with that. Yeah. And so he could handle that. And Linus is only 13. So yeah. He acts a lot older. Because he works with Navy. men. Yeah, yeah. He's been in the Navy for two years at this point. Yeah. So he's kind of grown up. And Persephone's like, oh, my little boy, baby boy is all grown up. <laughs> grown up. She doesn't know how to handle it. <laughs> yeah. And and then the ball still happens. At the ball, Linus is talking to Harry and was pretty much retelling the story of Persephone mm-hmm. and Hades. And um, and Adam's like in agony hearing the story because he, he's yeah. like, this is my life. Like, this is my he's story. Like, freaking Hades. Gosh dang it. I know. And then he's like, and then he leaves her, or she leaves him because, you know, he's he's Hades. Wants to see her family. 
Yeah, she wants to see her family, but he's like, of course he 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 leaves. And he and he's like, well, the pomegranate seeds, and like talks about that. And Linus kind of like doesn't finish the story for yeah. him, and like leaves him hanging. And that yeah, bugs. he's like, what do the pomegranate symbolize? Yeah, and Linus just kind of leaves it and walks off. And he's like, I just got bested by a thirteen year old. Yeah, so funny. yeah, that seems funny. And then he goes to Persephone, sits with her in the ball for several hours, which really means a lot to her. But mm-hmm. he asks Persephone, what do the seeds mean? And she goes, they are a symbol of love. Like they mm-hmm. mean love because. He loves her and she loves him. Yeah. Like he he loves her and lets her go and mm-hmm. she returns because she loves him. Yeah. So she had she ate the pomegranate seeds because she wants to return to him. But if she didn't, she wouldn't be able to return. So yeah. that's why she took them and that's why he gave them to her and is letting her leave. Yeah. So then that night he comes in and pretty much is like, your brother's leaving in the morning. You need to go with him. And she's like super excited, but then he's, but at the same time, he's like very abrupt. And he's like, You're going with him in the morning. I'll let you rest before you leave and just leaves. And she's like, Uh, uh, wait. And nothing. And then that's it. And so, so she feels rejected again. Again. He's like, She's like, He's sending me away. That's yeah. literally what she thinks. She's like, He's sending me away. He yeah, doesn't want like, this anymore. So sad because they've been, he's been so sweet and tender to her after her accident, being taking such good care of her. Yeah. And she's like, We've, created a friendship but I've realized I want more than friendship and we're like getting so close to that she realizes she's like in love with him yeah and she feels rejected because he's like no you're going with your brother yeah but he's doing good he's like oh I'm freaking 80s I need to let her go I need to let her so go and he doesn't like, want to let her go yeah he's terrified that she won't come back yes so she's gone the next morning his mom is leaving and mm-hmm. she's like can I talk to you and she goes into a, a room and she's like, you're counting like, oh, she says, me and your father had an arranged marriage. And he's like, gosh, I don't want to hear this right now. Yeah, I don't want. And she goes, no, listen, like he was a gr- really great kind man. But in my like idiotic, romantic notions that I had, I wanted him. I, I always left because I needed to. But I was also hopeful that he would come after me. Chase after me. I, w- I always wished that he would come and get me. Yeah, because she loves society. She loves being around people. And where they live is like at the very tip of, very the secluded. of England. Almost to Scotland. And so like they're very secluded. So she always left and went to all these different things. And of course she would come back, but they would get, you know, she would come home fewer and far between visits. And she just reveals to Adam. She's like, I was stupid and I wanted your dad to come back and get me. And he never did. And that was a strain on our marriage like it was dumb and now you know he's gone yeah so she's like you and persephone are very suited for each other you are a lot more accommodating or willing to accommodate than your father ever was and yeah and and she she is so much more willing to be um in this lifestyle yeah this lifestyle than i ever was she's like he she's your match don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. And he says, okay, well, have a nice trip. Kind of at the end, have a nice trip. And she goes, you too. He's like, wait, what does she mean by that? Mm-hmm. And then freaking Harry's like, you know, she's right. And he turns around. <laughs> sitting there he was there the whole time i love that part it's so freaking funny so funny he was just in the room just eavesdropping because he's always just there always sees those embarrassing moments it's so funny it's so funny and then so harry's like uh yeah you gotta go and he's like I, i'm not you gotta go do what your mom well, says and he's like yeah. what do you mean and he goes you gotta go get persephone he goes well hades never left he goes he's always waited for 
for Stephanie to come. He let her go. Harry's like, you You were asleep in that lesson. (laughs) At Harrow, yeah, their school. He's like, yeah, you were sleeping through that lesson at school. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, Hades left. He snuck past the the guard, the dog hound guards, whatever. Hellhounds? Thank you. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) He goes and gets her. Wang picked up Persephone. He didn't just wait there for her. Yeah, he was a man of action. Man of action. So then the next scene takes us to Persephone's house, her little small house. And she loves seeing her family, but she's like, it's a really small house and there's a lot of people. I forgot how how chaotic it is. She prefers her new life of kind of solitude. Solitude, quiet, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, think about it. Like, she Mm -hmm. goes from so much responsibility to just like. She can relax. And that's one of the things she says in the beginning is she wanted a husband who she didn't have to deal with all of the responsibilities of like keeping a house someone who is capable because her yeah. dad wasn't of, like, and she being took her husband and a man of the house yeah and adam totally has everything under under control, control. Like, yeah for somebody doesn't have to do anything like her duties as a duchess uh the author doesn't really mention it yeah she has very little to do yeah he's so. very much in charge and she loves that um i do too by the way yeah honestly, i like a man in charge do that yeah um pay my bills yeah. <laughs> Take care of everything. Um, so anyways, so she's at her house. She's with her family. And then she is walking back into her house because she was in the backyard. She walks into the house and she hears like, it's really quiet. And she's like, it's odd. Like, this isn't right. Is someone here? And so she goes and she hears like heavy boots on the floor. And she sees that it's Adam. Mm. Adam came for her. <laughs> And he begins to start telling her, but it's like awkward and doesn't know exactly what to say. But he ends up just saying, Hades comes for Persephone, or Hades mm-hmm. went and searched for Persephone. He always came and got Persephone. And she's like, Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And then she's like, And why did Hades come, you know, for Persephone? And he must have loved her. And then she says, Yes, he did. Yes, he did love her. Yeah. And she loved him too. And so they pretty much confess their love for each other through the story of it's Persephone. So sweet. It's very sweet. He's and like all tender touching Super her, holding tender her face. holding her face and, and then they kiss and then and then Artemis, the youngest sister, is like, Does that mean I can come now? Can I come to the castle and explore? And and then they're like, Yes, it does and they just are super sweet and she's and he and he's like he talks to Artemis and he's like, Yeah, you can come, your whole family can come and Persephone's like, That's gonna be a lot of people and he goes, I'm probably gonna be grumpy. Like I'm probably not gonna be in a good mood, but you know, they can come and and that's pretty much where it ends. That's the story of seeking Persephone. Mythological story is the underlying kind of foundation for the story that's weaved throughout and it's really really cute it's been my favorite story for the longest time oh my gosh, forever let's talk about the categories so we have three categories that we want to judge the book on the plot itself the relationship the romance the romance relationship and then the, the ending. ending dun 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 okay so the plot itself the storyline I think it's very good um you're focused on their whole romance the whole time but also you're going through all of Persephone's emotions and all of her heartbreak the whole time and you're also figuring out why Adam is the way he is and you're figuring more about his history throughout and it's nice that it's not really in like a flashback form because I hate those I hate flashbacks oh you do <laughs> yeah this is annoying so he, like the author does it in a way like he talks to Harry about it and stuff like that mm-hmm. or he talks to his mom about it or Adam's just kind of thinking about it 
Um, so we figure out why he is the way he is and like he's pretty justified in being the way he is because he has a very traumatic childhood yeah. and so he has this very intense reputation through all of England as this duke very mean duke and stuff and he's not to be messed with yeah i think the plot itself flows really nicely and everything's pretty believable as far as like mm-hmm. how they get close and then how they fall apart you know it's but very you, back and forth very back and very back and forth but it's also just like enough like it's not too extreme that's just like a little bit enough that would be realistic if it were right to actually happen oh yeah it's very realistic that's what one of the reasons i love sarah m eden is because she they're very human the way she tells her stories it's just like they both have flaws yeah very believable they both are going through things like they have to go through this journey to get together at the end it's not just like well i'll just love them you love this other person and everything's gonna work out like no they can't love each other until he realizes his emotions and the way he acts and she comes to like figure him out and stuff like that Um, so out of five hearts what would you give the overall story the like the plot structure or the storyline i think i'd give it like a 4.5 like a four and a half stars because like it's very good i love the storyline obviously i've read it so many times but um there are a couple of things like are very frustrating yeah in the storyline yes. i'm like gosh dang it i wish she would have added something here or would have developed something here kind yeah of thing. maybe like her the mom's story make it that somehow better I guess you could just be terrible, and that's pretty terrible, too. But Yeah. Yeah, I would say I'd give it, like, a four. Four hearts. Mm-hmm. The first time I read it, though, like, I was totally captured the whole time. And when we find out, when we find out about Mr. Smith at the end, Ooh, like, that was a big plot twist. Very like, big plot twist. Like, because there's only one time they mention, like, oh, that, that inn was terrible. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And then and he's comes, like, I'm going to have my man of business or like the magistrate of the whole area look into look it. into it and that's pretty much all they say and then he he mentions it again he's like yeah he was shut down and harry's like yeah i don't think he was too happy about it and that's it yeah so it's like you're not even really thinking that it could be mr smith yeah nothing so when it you do find out you're like oh, oh my dang. gosh yeah and i think there's enough like going on and i you- yeah throughout the whole story that it keeps stays you very inter- entertained mm-hmm. but also i think it's funny the way the roundabout way she's like involving the wolves the whole time so it's building up like her persephone's fear of them the whole time and that's exactly what they yes, have to face yes. at the very end that kind of brings them together that adam realizes he can't live without her because she almost he almost loses her yeah kind of thing so it's like yeah that was his turning point yeah. like if it's you... like he's just gonna kind of sort of let her in Yep. Be a part of his life, finally. It's so, just so funny because he has this resolve to cut her out the whole time. And you see through Persephone's point of view, like, they'll have a very tender moment. And then he kind of, like, just shuts off because he's like, yeah. oh, I can't be attached to her. I'm yeah. totally getting attached to her. Yeah. Sorry. Um, The first time I read it, though, it was, like, perfect. Like, I had no complaints. We've read it so many times that I'm sure we're being very nitpicky. But, yeah, that's I, like, true. I think you'll enjoy reading this anybody for the first time i think it's it's a really great yeah, story i love overall. all of the characters and the way she sets up the next book which is harry yeah well her sister yeah so it's persephone's sister and harry is who the next book is about but i like the who it's not like you're not really anticipating it to be about harry you're just falling in love with harry because yeah. he's a great character oh, he's one of my favorite parts of the book and like, i love that she does that like some there was one part in her other books that like 
you're like, oh, well, the next book's going to be about that couple. But you don't ever really see that. Mm -mm. And I think it's very believable because a lot of times couples kind of just fall together. So, I mean, she's just a really good writer in that sense. Okay, romance. I'd say when they have their romantic moments. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah. Five, five hearts. I do like them a lot. They're so sweet when Adam is actually letting her in and being cute. Like his romantic self yeah so freaking cute like you get so giddy when you yeah, read it and you get stuff. excited so yeah. exciting but like would i want to have a romance like this no it's very oh emotionally <laughs> emotionally like, turmoil like it's like a roller coaster yeah like bad communication yeah i would drop him so quickly you know <laughs> but it's like she can't she's married to this guy yeah and then back then you didn't really get divorced so yeah like she has to make this work she has no other options yeah. that's why she tries so hard and she knows that he's worth trying for too because she sees glimpses of him yeah i'd say the, the moments that they are together and are really cute yeah those are definitely five stars but it's sometimes frustrating throughout the whole thing but at, like reading through it the first time especially it doesn't feel no it, it you're totally in it and it's not like yeah. ugh, annoying or anything like that yeah so i mean romance very cute yeah okay so the ending i love the ending but i kind of in my mind i think of the ending from her accident onward oh, that does not count. i don't know why i do but i think of it that way <laughs> no that does not count Listen, the ending is the ending because it builds all the way up to the ending like that is no listen no i can have my opinion whatever <laughs> but like him going to her at the very end at her house like he puts all of his preconceived notions of like marriage and how to be a duke aside because he loves her and because she's worth like he realizes he doesn't want to lose her and he needs to change he needs to be the one to like let her in to finally be happy and harry's like when she comes home because she will come home like she's that kind of person like do you really want her to guess at your feelings for her kind of thing yeah. and he's like I guess not so he finally steps up and tells her how he feels i'm gonna say it's like a 3.5 to 4 oh my for gosh. me <laughs> Yeah, but I'm so picky with endings. You yeah, know this. Yeah, but that, it resolves everything. That, yeah, it's way too cheesy for me. Like, the whole time he's this way, and then all of a sudden he's fluffy. Like, But uh, it's not even fluffy, I though. I think it's too fluffy. I think it's just a little too fluffy. Oh if it were pulled gosh. back a little bit, like, if he said what he needed to say and then left it, and not, like, kept going into it. But he kind of does. Because she's like, stops him because she's like, I don't need speeches from him. Or like flowery words because she knows that's hard for him. She says that. I know she says that. No, but he <laughs> still, he, it's too much. Like still. Oh my gosh. Still, it's too much for his character. I felt like it wasn't too believable for his character. Mm. So that's See, where. See, I would say after that point, like after they kiss and Artemis comes in and he's like, oh yeah, you can go. I think that's a little too overdone. Yeah. But I think everything before that yeah is accurate okay fine i'll give it four i'll stick with four <laughs> but yeah no i that's... i think five because it wraps everything up for me oh dang. he's like the family's gonna come over for christmas he's yeah gonna people he's letting people into his lives he's giving persephone what she needs but also like yeah they've just come to an understanding kind of thing of like how their life is gonna play out from that point on yeah and onward. when they're mentioned in the other books series oh i only read the rest you know of the, i only read yeah. the rest of the series just for them i'm because not they're, even joking yeah same they're my favorite they're my favorite couple he's <laughs> my he mention. is my favorite yeah because 
so obviously the next book that Harry is, it's about Harry. And well, all of the rest of the series are in. Yeah, but they're not mentioned in every book. Not all. Uh, there's some books where they're not in as much, but like I will, uh, those are my favorite <laughs> parts of those books. Sometimes them. they're just like a sentence that's like, he'll mention the Duke of Kilder. And you're like, ah, love them. And yeah, they're my favorite. On. But it's like, yeah, they come in sometimes like he has to take care of a situation and everybody's like, oh my gosh, yeah, he's like a big deal. But then they're like, oh, it's Persephone, his wife. Like, we haven't met her before. She's and he, lovely. And his, and then I do, oh, I just love that so much. And then I love, like, because later on you do see, like, he, he he says in one of the other books, I don't even remember which book it is, but he's like, I will do anything for her. Like, oh. And he's, like, miserable going to visit I all these people. I think that is Harry's book, isn't mm, it? Well, no, I think it's even from the John Quill side because they're in that book too that series yeah. but they're so, all over the place but they're, they're my favorite <laughs> they're, I will read all the books just to learn more about them and like what happened to them because mm-hmm. they're my they're seriously my favorite yeah but it's funny because in Harry's book they're at a ball and somebody uh, Adam isn't there and oh. Harry is just with Persephone and Persephone's younger sister who Harry likes but somebody's mean to Persephone. Oh. And they come home and Persephone starts crying and Adam gets furious. Yeah. And he gets pissed at Harry, like actually pissed at Harry. Because he's like, what the frick? You let somebody be mean to my wife? Like, my one reason for living? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he gets so mad. And Harry's like, he feels so bad. It's so cute. Like, literally, anytime they mention Persephone and Adam. Like, I just want to read it. All of it. I wish there was a second book about it. Oh, honestly. So good. They're my favorite. So, yeah. That was it. Do you think it's worth a read? Message us on uh, Instagram or TikTok. Yeah, you can comment on our videos or our post on TikTok. DM us if you want to talk. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what everybody thinks. I I want people to read it. Will it be worth the read? We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.